Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. It's not even come to fruition, it's not reality, but we start to manifest these fears and these stressors inside our brain. And before we know it, we've created this environment that isn't even a truth. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I am your host as always, Adele Johnston, and I am here with a really poignant topic. I know one that many of you will have clicked on because the title will have told it all. We are here today to talk about the highs and lows of cortisol levels in your body and how that plays a massive role in your success success as we define it any way that we wish. Many of you will think of success as having lots of money in the bank. Many of you will think of success as being in love and relationships that are meaningful to you, in the career you want to live in, the job that you want to do, the business you want to have built, and also a really big one, your health success in your health and happiness, right? Such a super value. So we're here today to talk about the highs and lows of cortisol and the impacts that has on your success. I'm going to start with a bit of a statement that might have you thinking I've gone a little bit mad, but stay with me. I know about this stuff and I've got you absolutely covered, beautiful soul. You are here for a reason and I know it's because you have that trust factor. So cortisol is one of your best friends in your body. There's that madness statement. In fact, it's so much your best friend that without it, you wouldn't survive. We need this to live. Cortisol is a steroid hormone. Okay, when we think about what that means, it's quite big words, but a steroid hormone basically that regulates a wide range of vital processes in your body. It keeps you vitally ticking over. It includes everything from your metabolism, and your immune response, super duper things that go on inside our body that we need to make sure are fit well and vibrant within our space. And it also has a very important role in helping our body to respond to stress. So this super powerhouse hormone is made and released in your adrenal glands and it makes up a solid part of your circadian rhythm. For those of you that are familiar with it, you're like, ooh, sleep. For those of you that are not, a natural and internal process that regulates your sleep to wake cycle and it repeats around every 24 hours. So really important for your overall sleep and we know, we absolutely know, Sleep is a huge part of our health. We need to sleep to survive. So this key body hormone, cortisol, plays a huge part in making sure that this function in our body is regulated and it feels great, that we feel great. So most of us know cortisol as our stress hormone, right? This hormone gets such a bad reputation. And we regularly hear people saying things like, oh, you're stressed, your cortisol levels must be high, Oh, we need to lower cortisol, etc. And yes, I'm not disagreeing with that. But when we have levels of cortisol that is too high, this is not great. It's not great for our health. It's not great for our happiness. It's not great for our body overall. And it's certainly not conducive to overall health or homeostasis, which is what we are all striving for in our health journeys, right? So I'm speaking to all of you highly stressed women out there living in constant high stressed state and responses. 
Let's first take a look at how cortisol is made in the body. And I think this helps us to understand and appreciate that our body goes through quite a lot to try and keep us healthy and well. So the secretion of cortisol, the release of this hormone, is mainly controlled by three intercommunicating regions of the body. So these regions of the body are in constant communication flow with one another and they are your hypothalamus, which is located in your brain. It's part of your endocrine system. The pituitary gland, again, a secondary part to your endocrine system. So these are all hormone regulators and secretion um, elements in the body. And also your adrenal glands. So when we think about those three, the hypothalamus in the brain, the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands, this is super important to note that these are your three main intercommunicating regions of your body that secrete cortisol. Okay, this is called, drumroll, (laughs) for these three areas, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or your HPA axis. This controls your body's needs. Okay, when we think about that axis in the body, it is like your center of control for those parts of the body that release your cortisol levels. So putting all that kind of biology and chemistry aside, what we want to understand is, well, what do we mean when we say cortisol levels are too high? What does that actually mean? Well, too much cortisol over a prolonged period of time. So over any length of time, it might be over some months, over some years, even for some over decades, it happens. This can lead to quite severe syndromes or chronic Um, impacts, shall we say. I'm just being very mindful with my words because I don't want to frighten anyone with this. But too much cortisol over a prolonged period of time can lead to a condition called Cushing's syndrome. For those of you that are familiar with it, you're thinking, right, yeah, got it. For those of you that are not, Cushing's syndrome comes with a multitude of different symptoms. Now, many of these, if I was to list them, I'll, I'll mention a few. Many of these, you will be thinking, well, oh, wait a minute, those sound very similar to perimenopause, Adele, so how do we ever know to distinguish? So let me cover off what some of these symptoms are. Probably one of the biggest ones that I hear a lot of ladies that do have confirmed Cushing syndrome talk about is rapid weight gain, okay? Mainly, however, around about your facial area, within the chest or the abdominal area, And what we think about with this is it's not entire body fat proportion. So we have around about the face, the chest and the abdomen, but we have ladies that have very, very slender arms and legs. Now, again, I hear you thinking, well, yeah, but abdominal weight gain, abdominal fat gain in perimenopause is pretty common. And I hear you. We also within Cushing syndrome can notice things like flushing around the face. Yep get it? Vasomotor symptoms can also do that. High blood pressure, osteoporosis, skin changes. Now this is quite a big one. So when we say skin changes, it's predominantly that you are bruising super easily and potentially have purple looking marks, so stretch marks for example. You might actually notice things like, and this is quite common, so muscle weakness and just feeling very low in mood, irritable, a little bit low in terms of depression or anxiety. And for some, you can have an increased thirst or frequency of urination. So if any of these are ringing true to you right now and you have been checked and tested for a multitude of different things, 
your hormone profiles have not shown anything abnormal, then I would absolutely encourage you to still speak with your medical caregiver, your GP or consultant on this. So high cortisol levels over a prolonged period of time can also cause a lack of sex drive in women. And the reason that I'm highlighting all of this, okay, is because we can get ourselves stuck into the, ooh, X equals this, yeah, or A plus B equals C. We can get ourselves stuck into this space around, oh, it must be perimenopause because I've got no sex drive, because I'm tired, because I'm anxious. And whilst that might be the truth, it can also be because of your impacts to your cortisol levels. And this is something that I spend a lot of time working through with quite a number of my ladies. Not everyone requires this functionality to be looked at, but certainly this is something that I look at with a lot of my ladies, especially those that come to me who are driving forward in their own careers or businesses, where stress levels can be super high continuously. It is my job then to work with them to lower if the cortisol levels are sitting too high. So this can be an impact to chronic and prolonged cortisol release in the body is that we can suffer from syndromes like Cushing's syndrome. But what if I also told you that too low cortisol was also a problem for us as humans? It is the case. Okay, just to make things complex, why not? The body needs it to be in this balance, in this nice symphony, rather than it being too low or too high. So when we have cortisol levels in the blood that are too low, a group of cells in the region of the brain called the hypothalamus that we've talked about already releases corticotrophin-releasing hormone, which causes the pituitary gland to secrete another hormone. And that goes into our bloodstream. And what happens between those hormones, if we think about this beautiful endocrine system that we have in the body, starting in the brain, going all the way down the organs to the ovaries, we then have this constant release and communication system that happens, where if the levels in the blood of cortisol are too low, we have this other release of hormones that then go into the bloodstream. And the onset of symptoms is often very gradual when our cortisol levels are too low. But symptoms of low cortisol may include fatigue, dizziness, especially when you stand up, weight loss, muscle weakness, mood changes, and darkening of regions of your skin. Okay, so being very aware of your body in all of this is super, super important. But again, it's that whole question of, well, how do I distinguish between it being high cortisol, low cortisol, perimenopause? Yeah, and I wish I had an answer for that. And I'm super sorry because I don't. I don't have a clear cut answer that I can say if you have A and you have B, then you have C, unfortunately. So stick with me. I've got some insight for you that will help. So cortisol, this hormone, okay, as a hormone, when we waken up is at its highest point. That might sound crazy because you might think, well, wait a minute, I'm wakening from a sleep. Why is my cortisol levels at their highest when I wake? It's healthy. Okay, don't panic. We waken and we get on with things. And then as the day goes on, this hormone cortisol starts to drop around PM time. So we can get ready for our circadian rhythm to take action and provide us that sleep pressure for sleep time. It's pretty cool how the body works. I absolutely always feel fascinated so when cortisol levels are too low, which can happen through multiple reasons and ways and majority of 
these prolonged periods over years or decades can really heighten our stress response, which puts so much pressure on our HPA axis that we've talked about just a few moments ago. And the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis is a term that's used to represent the interaction between the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands. So those three core communicators that play this super important role in our body's response to stress. And everybody's stress can feel, look and experience in different ways. And there are various different formats that we would associate with the body being in stress. Okay, you have stress at a cellular level, which can come through what's known as oxidative stress. Athletes and really heavy sports people will put their body through stress and oxidative stress when they are training. And also we have this this level of stress that comes when we are overthinking in the mind space. Yeah, we are causing ourselves fear. We are causing ourselves to almost manipulate the brain space to think about what what if this happens or it's not even come to fruition it's not reality but we start to manifest these fears and these stressors inside our brain and before we know it we've created this environment that isn't even a truth so it's absolutely vital that we stay connected within our mind space if we notice that we're flipping ourselves into a fear stress response that we are creating okay that is massive so This whole pathway, this communication between these three areas, the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands, play this really super important role in your body's response to stress. And they create this pathway of the axis that results in the production of cortisol. Okay, massive. I mean, it's quite important that we note that the hypothalamus is brain located. Yeah, pituitary gland, really important. So a major component of our response to this within the HPA axis and how we stay in health, okay, for those of you that are familiar with the word homeostatic or homeostasis, this is important for our overall body's health to be in in this beautiful symphony. I tend not to use balance. I think symphony is a really glorious term to use. It's like we have this inner orchestra inside our body and when it's playing in tune and everything is working well, it just feels and sounds delightful and when it's not it's a different story so this hpa axis is very intricate but super robust within our body this neuroendocrine mechanism yeah inside our brain inside our endocrine system and it mediates the effects of those stressors that we've aforementioned by regulating numerous processes yeah super super duper and how it works And these processes that it regulates include our metabolism, include our immune response. So if any of you have ever been in a really, really stressed out state of mind and the body then starts to show physical stress, that can show up in signs of skin conditions like psoriasis. You might find that you develop stomach ulcers or mouth ulcers. You might find that you have breakouts of acne. You might find that you have things like dry eyes, tinnitus in the ears, all of these different things are a stress response in the physical form from your body's mind space. So immune responses, super impacted by stressors and also your automatic nervous system. Yeah, this is important. Your ANS, super, super important. Yeah, really important. If you are prolonged in stress response, your body can only take so much before it can't sustain 
anymore before it literally will say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Okay, I'm really, really done. I can't run from this predator any longer. I can't believe that there's been a predator in my life for all these years and decades and I am done. Over and out. No more response. And this can be the result for so many people and such a challenge on our body. So low cortisol is common. It's common in so many different life events. Okay, if we experience something like a severe trauma, something happens in our life. A trauma does not need to be anything. There's different degrees and ranges of trauma, but anything that's created you a vast upset. This might be from childhood, might be in adulthood, might be something that's happened to you or with you. You might also notice that autoimmune conditions, such as Addison's disease, This is where your adrenal glands literally cannot produce enough cortisol. And with adrenal insufficiency like Addison's, they have this inability to increase cortisol production with stress and it can lead to this kind of crisis in the body. So it can be quite life-threatening when this happens, but certainly don't want to be frightening anybody on this podcast episode. So if anything comes up for you when you're listening, please link in with your GP. Or even things like, and I deal with this quite a lot actually in my field of practice, I deal with a lot of ladies who show up and they have confirmed Hashimoto's disease. This is an autoimmune disorder that affects the thyroid gland. Yeah, and I work with these ladies to really help them to overcome the different stressors that are impacting in their mind and on their physical body. We can also look at things such as long-term and prolonged use of the oral contraceptive or hormone birth control, which can confuse the body's signalling and certainly within our hormone profiling. And if cortisol is too low, it can be just as problematic for us as I've stated as it being too high. So keeping your hormones in a beautiful symphony is a beautiful practice, right? It's required by you, it's required by me, and it's required to be on purpose to help our body and our mind to connect. So let me share with you 10 ways that I myself work with my body to make sure that we are a symphony together, but also how I support my one-to-one private ladies. So number one, you might want a pen and paper, and this is how you can support your body. Eat variety. Okay, your body needs wholesome foods, plant-based foods, and for those of us that are animal meat eaters or animal product eaters, super important because of the B12. Okay, if you do not consume animal products, then please consider a supplement for your B12 as this is essential. It is a marvelous nutrient. Okay, as well as thinking of healthy fat intake, protein, and noting that this is not a time in your life where living off of bags of minstrels is great for your health. I literally spoke to a woman who told me she lives on minstrels. So we need to look at variety. Number two, supplements. Now supplements can support, but please never replace a well-balanced diet for supplements alone. Supplements shouldn't replace that well-balanced diet and should certainly be monitored by your doctor or a nutritional professional. The most important that we use in our practice is magnesium glycinate um, or a magnesium which helps to regulate cortisol levels and can promote better sleep in menopause. 
Vitamin B12 that we've talked about previously that you can get enough of through your animal products. If you are not an animal product eater, then supplementing there. Folic acid can be very helpful alongside vitamin C as well. And these can help to support your metabolism of cortisol. Breathing. Okay, number three. I can't emphasize enough how important breath work is for you right now. Even just five minutes a day can vastly and significantly support your cortisol levels. The best thing that you can do right now is to learn how to breathe properly. And if you're unsure on how to do that, then please reach out and I will send you some breathwork opportunities. Number four, prioritize sleep. I know you're busy, but what if I told you that busy life is potentially shortening your life? You must sleep to repair. Number five, movement on the daily. I'm not here for your excuses. I'm here to help you. Movement daily. Steps for health is your easiest method for this. Number six, do more things that bring you joy and happiness. What is your joy and happiness moment? Every day. It might just be your favourite cup of coffee. It might be a cosy pair of socks. It might be a phone call with someone you love that makes you laugh. It does not matter what it is, but do more of what brings you joy and happiness every day. Number seven, journal. If you do it already, you're with me and you're nodding along as we speak. I see you. If you don't, please start. Number eight, being outside in the fresh air has such a powerful impact on your immune system and your mental health. Can you grab just 10 minutes to walk around your block or to at least stand and ground in your garden? I'm sure you can. If you're not already, I'm sure you can grab 10 minutes to do so. Number nine, daily affirmations. Podcast episode 17 will support you with this for free. So go ahead and click on that one and practice it on the daily to witness what happens to your body and your mind connection. And then number 10, step out of fear and into power. If you notice you're starting to worry or fret over something, reframe that thought with your breath work and your positive affirmations and take back that powerful control of your mind space so that your body and mind reconnect again and support this response in your body. So you now have 10 powerful, proven and vital steps to take from this episode today. Really important. My question to you is, have you truly listened to what we've covered today and are you going to implement any of it? Or are you going to be like 99% of the listeners and end this podcast and revert back to your normal response state? It's a genuine question. If you're my 1% here right now, and you're a heaven yes, I'm implementing Adele, and I want this, I want to really do well for my body and connection, then I want to offer you a free one-to-one with me to get you started with your implementation. And this one-to-one offer is here for fast action takers that truly want to skyrocket your success in life, in your health and your wealth. And I want to help you create these solid foundations. There's no catch, just you taking rapid responsibility and stepping forward to claim something you know you want and deserve right now. So you can go ahead and click my Instagram link in the show notes and send me a DM with the word podcast, just so that I know that you've claimed your free session with me and you'll not be charged.
So if you've enjoyed this episode today, please leave a review. My team and I love reading them and responding to them. And if you share on your social media, make sure to tag me so I can reshare your success with our collective community. It's amazing. And as always, we grow by your listens and your shares. So sharing this with one other powerhouse female and getting her to subscribe will help us reach more women around the world and be able to keep showing up each week. Recording the podcast is the easy part. It's all the bits that we do and work hard in the behind the scenes space to keep this coming for you each week. So if you enjoy what we do here, then sharing and helping the growth is such a huge gratitude from us to you. So help us reach more women around the world by telling someone about us today and sharing this podcast link with them. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and my team's heart because without you doing that and without you showing up and listening to the podcast each week, we wouldn't be here and I wouldn't get to do something I absolutely love, which is bringing you the facts, which is coming to the table with resolve for you. So thank you for being here, for showing up for you, for your body, for understanding what you get to do in this space and just being here. And if you're one of my 1%, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Go and book your call. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.